This is Passion Week. This is the week, of course, this past Sunday, Jesus entered into Jerusalem. The triumphal entry, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. During this week, he did some very spiritually significant things. He entered the temple first evening. He just viewed and saw what was going on. He comes back the next day. He turns over the money changers' tables. And he said, you've turned my father's house into a den of thieves. But my father's house is the house of prayer of all nations. During this week, he curses the fig tree and teaches on the incredible power of prayer. And we're going to be praying this evening for those of you that may be sick. Uh, He celebrates communion, the Last Supper, with his disciples. Of course, he dies on the cross. He's buried and he's raised on the third day. This next Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, we're celebrating the third day. Come on. We're celebrating the great resurrection of Jesus Christ. I have a message the Lord put in my heart that I want to bring to you. I wish we were here. We're going to be here soon. And as Brother Keith said, the building is going forward, communicating with our architect. He's working and things are coming together. And so uh, this is going to work out for our good. I'm going to tell you, this will work out for our good in the name of Jesus. This is Passion Week. We have Our team has presented you with, a, with uh, devotionals every day, a theme every day. Today is a day of silence, a day of rest, a silent day in, during the Passion Week. Uh, on Friday, let me mention that. On Friday, there's going to be some things happening. One of the things is last year, the, the, we had the crosses where the brothers hung on the crosses here on our land just as a message of Jesus' great death. That's going to be happening on Friday starting from 9 to about noon. We have some guys going to be on the crosses. Why don't you come by the church? Maybe just drive up and honk just as a support. Also, we're going to have signs out in front of the church. We have a brother that's going to be just saying, hey, drive by. I'll keep my distance. But we'll pray for anybody that needs prayer. So there's going to be ministry going on here. Uh, Just a few of us. But listen, come by and just receive prayer. There again, we'll keep the distance, but we'll pray with you. And anyone, anyone who's driving by our building here. And so please be a part of that. Of course, Easter, as I've already mentioned. And um, also, one more thing, I don't want to forget this, very important. We are, uh, we actually pre-recorded a time of communion. Uh, I'm going to be serving you communion on Friday. We'll release the video around seven o'clock. And what will happen is on, on this video last Sunday afternoon, we, we pre-recorded some wonderful worship I'll be serving communion with you and your family. So what we want you to do is at 7 o'clock on Friday evening as the, as the post goes out, we want you to get around with your family. And the, in your bag that we provided you, there's a communion elements. And we want you to take time just to worship. Just turn on this worship. Worship there with your family. And then receive communion, lead your family in communion. And so we provided that for you. It's a beautiful video. It's, it's a little different than some of the stuff that we've done. And I want to just once again thank our whole team here that's just done a fantastic job. But I'm ready to get back to church.
in the name of Jesus. I am ready to get back to the house of God. I've got a little, little rebellion in me, I think. I'm about tired of this. And I'm going to be a good citizen, but I'm, I'm tired of this. If Walmart can be open and if everything else can be open, not everything, of course, but it's gonna, it'll be over soon. And we got a lot of gospel work to do, but this building is going forward. The church is going forward and we're going to see God's name glorified. I want to share with you uh, tonight a message, uh, a teaching. I'm going to read a number of verses tonight and I'm going to pray for the supernatural presence of God to be released into your life. Let me say this to you, that if you know someone that's sick, you need to, you need to call them, tell them to tune in. If you know someone who maybe is not sick, but maybe they need their faith built. These scriptures that I'm going to share with you this evening are going to build your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Not long ago, I, was, I had some infirmity. Now listen, I pinched a nerve in my back. I'd never done anything like that. I've never had any physical stuff really to speak of. And I pinched a nerve in my back. Now I don't know if mine was like everyone else's or mine was worse. But it was the most excruciating thing I've ever been through. Incredible. One night, I was in so much pain that I could not stand still. I could not lay down. If I wasn't moving, I, I, I could not stand the pain. It was literally that painful. So for eight hours, I walked my house all night long. All night long, just all night long, I walked. I would walk through the living room, kitchen, dining area, sitting area, and I just walked constantly all night. And you know what I was doing? I was praying. I was praying that the Lord would touch me. I really was in so much pain that I, in my mind, I started thinking, I'll never be the same again. What in the world has happened to me? But you know what I was doing? And I'm, I'm, say, I'm sharing this to say this to you, and I'm fine now, come on. Amen. I'm back golfing again in the name of Jesus. Take that devil. But I want to tell you what I was doing. I was doing what some of you need to do. Now, there are Christians today that do not believe the Lord heals. There are people that believe that you just have to accept everything that comes. But you know what I did? I walked all night long and I wasn't going to accept it in the name of Jesus. I prayed and I said, I called on God and uh, the Lord's helped me. And I feel great now, and I thank God for it. Some of you are sick tonight, and you need not to accept it. Do not accept it in the name of Jesus. Do not accept it in the name of Jesus. You fight in faith, fight in praise, feed your heart the good word of God, and receive your healing. Fight. You know, there was a minister recently that was, you know, the, let me just say this. The world is no friend to us. Anything if, if we're going to believe in, for the supernatural or believe some kind of thing that God can do exceeding abundant above all we ask or think, the world is going to mock that. They're going to mock. That's what the world does. And recently a minister was praying against Corona and, and believe me for some things. And I saw in the news media where he was mocked. Well, let me tell you what I think about that. I appreciate somebody who's going to fight against this stuff. I don't accept Corona. You don't need to accept Corona. I don't accept what's happening in our nation. I'm praying that this would be mitigated. I pray that prosperity would come back. I pray that the churches would fill up. I pray that revival would sweep our nation. I do not accept it. And I thank God for that minister, even though he was mocked. Hey, you know what? Let him mock. All that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. We're going to trust God. We're not worried about what the world thinks. I'm not worried about being accepted by anyone except Jesus. You know, there's only one word that I want to hear, and that's well done, good and faithful servant. That's it. 
And so I want you to fight for your healing. I want you to believe God. We serve a healing Jesus. So this evening, I want to share a few thoughts with you. And then at the end, I'm going to pray. I certainly wish that you were here so we could anoint you with oil uh, oil and lay hands on you and believe God for you. But listen, God has a variety of ways to heal. He can speak the word. You can just have faith. You can pray for one another. You can pray for yourself. But just trust the Lord. So I want to share with you just a, a few minutes tonight. And I want to share why we believe in divine healing. We as a church believe in divine healing. I first of all want to define what I mean by divine healing. Pastor, what do you mean by that? And, and I want to give you what I think is a fantastic definition of divine healing. And this certainly will be on your screen. You may need to write this down. You need to get this in your spirit. But more so, the scripture is going to read. I want to fill your heart with the word of God. The word of God is going to build faith in you. The word of God is going to change your life tonight. And you're going to get some of you that have lost the fight. You've lost the will to fight. You've just accepted. I'm praying that these scriptures will put a fight of faith in you. You know, the Bible said fight the good fight of faith. And I don't know about you, but the only good fight's one you win. I want you to win. I want you to receive your healing. I want you to be encouraged. No matter where you are, no matter how long you've been there, no matter what's going on in your life, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And I want you to know that he can bring you out. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. He doesn't know that vocabulary. Only the church knows that vocabulary. Only, the reli- only religion knows that category or that, that vocabulary. God doesn't know anything about impossibility or I can't or doubt. Jesus is astounded at doubt. Jesus marveled when he went to his own hometown and he couldn't do but just a few, heal a few sick folks because of their unbelief. Just marveled at that. I think God marvels at it because we have a mountain of evidence that we can trust God to bring his supernatural presence into our lives. So why don't you believe tonight? I'm just in my heart, in my mind. I see you there saying, amen, pastor. I'm believing with you. Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm saying amen. I'm saying hallelujah. Yes, amen. We're going we're gonna to have a church that flows in the supernatural presence of God. Our dear brother Scott Anderson and brother Scott, if you're watching tonight, I love and appreciate the way God speaks to you and a number of folks even here tonight that God speaks to. And I've got a, a, a little file of all the good words of the Lord. The day we dedicate our building, I'm going to read every one of them. I'm going to cry like a baby. But I want you to know there's going to be a river that flows off this church. We don't want to be a normal church. It just operates in the natural. We want to operate in the supernatural presence of the Lord. The Holy Spirit was poured out 2,000 years ago. He's within us. He's among us. And he wants to fill us. He wants to release his presence to touch our lives. Let me give you the definition. Here's the definition. Divine healing. What is it, Pastor? Here it is. Divine healing is God acting supernaturally by the power of the Holy Spirit, causing the human body to be healed, cured, delivered from sickness and its power so that the body is made whole and restored to health and to soundness. Now, I don't know about you, but I love that definition of divine healing. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Lord wants to touch you. He loves you. And if you will obey him, He will touch you and trust him. Believe. Four reasons. Four reasons. Some of these verses 
I will just maybe post later. I won't be able to get to all of these for time's sake, but I'll hit a few on each of these thoughts. Just four thoughts tonight. And why do we believe in divine healing, Pastor? Well, one of the reasons is, well, you know, we, we serve or we live in the new covenant. Now, as I read in Hebrews, what I know is the new covenant is, is a better covenant than the old covenant. But guess what? Under the old covenant, God revealed himself as healer. He revealed himself as the great physician of his people. People of God came out of Egypt. People of God, God's covenant people, they came out by blood. Now, we've come out by blood. I tied the little ribbon on my door. And, and you say, can that ribbon do anything? That ribbon won't do a thing. But the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus that I trust in can keep every devil away, can keep sickness and disease away. And then I was walking down the hall and in the house, Peyton took her little ribbon and tied it on her door. Not only is it not getting in the front door, it's not getting in the bedroom. Come on. But I want you to know that when they came out of Egypt by blood, which is a type of the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lord in the Old Testament, Jewish covenant people, the beautiful Jewish people, God under the old covenant gave them this word. And I remind you, a lesser covenant. Here's what he said. This is amplified. Be a little loud tonight. I want to shout it loud. Exodus 15, 26, saying, If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do what is right in his sight and will listen to it and obey his commands and keep his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptian. Now look at this. Man, I love this. I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. Now listen, he's not just saying, I'm the Lord who heals you under the old covenant. No, the same God of the old covenant is the same God of the new covenant. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. His nature is to heal. It's who he is. He revealed himself as the healer of his people. And notice this, Exodus 23, 25. Look at this. You shall serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and water. We need that right now. People have shared me, one or two lost jobs. Listen, he's going to bless your bread. He's going to bless your water. He's going to provide for us. We're not depending on this world system. The Lord is our provider. Come on, the Lord is our provider. And then he said this, I will take sickness from your midst. Now notice what he's saying here. He's not saying, I'm going to heal one person in a revival meeting. He's saying, I'm going to keep the whole nation whole. I can, listen, our God is so great. Yes, he can heal one person. Yes, he can heal a whole church service. God can keep a whole nation whole if he wants to. Do you realize that if our nation again were turned back to the Lord, the rivers of blessing would flow? God still loves our nation. He wants to heal our nation. I'm praying that his breath would just blow away this coronavirus. He wants to bless us. He's calling us back to him. He said, if you'll seek me, if you'll diligently obey me, we have to admit, we have to be honest. As an American nation, we have sinned horribly against God. We have done wickedly against God. We as a nation done so many horrible things and I pray that a spirit of repentance would come so we could know the blessing of God and he could heal us body and soul that's what the Lord wants to do how is it fulfilled this 
I will put no, listen, there's not going to be sickness. I'm going to take sickness from your midst, the whole congregation. Then he says, verse 26, none shall lose her young by miscarriage or be buried in the land. I will fulfill the number of your days. You know what that is? Long life. Come on, everybody in here say long life. I'm going to live a long time. I got a lot of pastor in this church to do yet. I'm going to be an old man before I'm checking out of this place. Why? We're going to get long life. Now notice this. How was it fulfilled? Notice this was fulfilled. God said, I'm going to do it. And there was a time frame when Israel was walking in obedience to the Lord. And any time, listen, any time we walk in obedience, obedience brings blessing. We don't earn his blessing. We simply obey him in grace. And notice what it says, Psalm 105, verse 37. Some of you need to remember this and memorize this. He said he brought Israel forth with silver and gold. I mean, the Egyptians were paying them to leave. (laughs) Come on, think about it. They said, hey, you Egyptians, we're leaving, but we need some, we got to build our tabernacle. We need some money. They were giving them gold. They were giving them jewelry. He said, Pastor, would you take an offering from a lost person? You bet I would. I'd take an offering from whoever gives it within reason, of course. I need to qualify that. But I would take it, pray over it, sanctify it for the Lord's work. Why? The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and the world and everyone who dwells in it. It all belongs to the Lord. He created it. The devil took it away. The devil corrupted it. But friends, I want you to know, church, Jesus is coming back and he is going to take back this world. And one day, one day, everywhere you go, they're going to be praising Jesus because he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. Are you hearing me? He's going to rule and reign a thousand years. They're going to be praising at Walmart. Now, if you if you lifted up praise or started speaking in tongues, they would look at you like you've lost your mind. In that day, they're going to be worshipped as the, the glory of the Lord is going to fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's coming. But notice here it says, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. There was a time frame in Israel when they came out of Egypt. Now later on, they started complaining and griping and sinning. And guess what? That always brings judgment. Always brings judgment. You can't win with sin. Sin will always find you out. Sin will always rob you of fellowship with God, rob you of the blessing of the Lord. But there was a season in Israel when they were obeying the Lord and not one feeble person among them, not one, not one sick person. Everyone from the youngest to the oldest, they were all healed. They were all whole. I pray that we walk in that kind of blessing, that everyone is whole in the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 7, 14. Let this build your faith tonight. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you and among your cattle. And the Lord shall take away sickness from among you and none of the diseases of Egypt, which you knew would be put upon you, but will lay them upon all who hate you. The Lord said, what you experienced in Egypt when you were, when you were in Egypt in captivity, you're not going to know those things anymore. Well, I'm going to take sickness away from you. Think about it. Think about it. God of the Old Testament, which is the same God we serve, of course. But the God, the Lord, 
in the old covenant is how I want to say it. He revealed himself in the ancient writings of the Old Testament as the healer of his people. I am the Lord who heals you. Listen, not just what he does. That's who he is. That's his nature. Never stopped healing. Now think about this. By his nature, God is, God is a healing God who is against sickness and disease. There was no sickness in the garden. There was no sickness before the fall. Yes, there's mysteriousness about some of this, but we have the word of God here today. Psalm 103, verse 2 through 4. I love this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget. Now notice this. Please listen. Do not forget not one, not one of all his benefits. Don't forget one who forgives every one and all of your iniquities, who heals each one of all your diseases. Each one, whatever it is. Many, many diseases. But the blood of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit is the answer to them all. He redeems your life from the pit. And corruption, he beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender, tender mercy. Psalm 107, 20, he sent forth his word and he heals them and he rescues them from the pit of destruction. Remember the man that came to Jesus? He came to Jesus and said, and he, and he sent the word, he said, listen, Lord, my servant is sick. And Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. And he said, no, 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 please don't. I'm not, I'm not worthy. Now, who says that? No one says that. Who says that? I'm not worthy. We, everybody says, well, I'm worthy. Come on, Jesus. No, this man was so humble. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But just speak your word only and my servant shall be healed. Now, I just, boy, I want to I get a message and preach out of that text one of these days. We're just touching over the top of it. But the Bible said, Jesus said, go. And he went and the Bible said, in that moment, he was healed. He just spoke the word. I'm a man under authority, the centurion said. I understand authority. I understand authority. I understand that when I speak to someone and tell them to go do it, they do it. And I realize that I'm a man of authority. But he says, he's saying in a sense, I realize that you are the one of great authority. Listen, he's Lord over sickness. He's Lord over disease. Lord over sin. He's Lord over Every power, everything in heaven, everything in, in earth, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess one day that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. So think about it. God in the Old Testament, in the beginning of the outraying of the revelation of the mankind, he wanted us to know, even in the Old Covenant, which is a lesser covenant, that he is the God who heals us. Now think about this. How do we really know who God is? How do we know who he is? And I would tell you, look at Jesus. You want to know what God the Father is? Look at Jesus. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus do? What, what actions that he relate to people that were sick? See, Jesus came to reveal the Father to us. And what we see is this. Jesus came 
as the healer of the sick. Of course, his greatest work is to heal the soul. Of course it is. His greatest work is the cross. But I declare to you, not only is there salvation in the cross, not only is there forgiveness in the cross, there is healing in the cross. I'll show you that in a moment. But revealed in the person of Jesus, he came as our healer of the sick. Came to minister to suffering humanity. Think about it. Listen to the words of the gospel, Matthew 4. And he went about all Galilee. This is Jesus teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every weakness and infirmity among the people. So that report, the report spread throughout all Syria, went all the way to Syria. And they brought him all who were sick, all of them, and were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those under the power of demons and epileptics and paralyzed people. And he healed them. We see God the Father in Jesus Christ. Look at this. Matthew 9. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the gospel of the kingdom and curing all, the, all kinds of diseases in every weakness and infirmity. I mean, he's healing epilepsy and back issues and blindness and lameness and everything you can name. There was a river of healing. Why? Because Jesus is our healer. When John the Baptist, you know, John the Baptist was the one who said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Later he was in prison. And in those dark moments, he began to doubt if Jesus was really the Son of God. And he sent some of his messengers, some of his servants, some of his flock. And he said, go and see if he's really the one. And Jesus gave the answer. Here's what he said. And Jesus replied, go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed by healing. And the deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. Do you realize that about 70% of the ministry of Jesus was healing the sufferings and the sicknesses of people performing miracles? There was a leper that came to Jesus in Matthew 8. Listen to this. When Jesus came down from the mountain, a great throng followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and prostrating himself, worshiped him. Can I tell you, that's, an, that's a great way to enter in the presence of healing. Just begin to worship. Just begin to praise the Lord. All of a sudden, as you begin to praise the Lord, as you begin to worship the Lord, that's why worship is so important. Worship brings us into the very presence of our Lord. Oh, I can't wait till we get back together worshiping as a corporate body but I want you to know this I want you to know you can worship right there where you are because he's as close as the mention of your name of his name and it says this the leper prophet worshiping saying Lord if you are willing if you're willing Lord are, are you willing to heal me some of you may be asking that Lord are you willing to heal me Lord is it your will is it your will and he said you're able to cleanse me by curing me healing me that is Jesus, he reached out his hand and he touched him and he said, I am willing. 
I am willing. Is God willing to heal me? It's settled right here. I'm willing to heal you. I'm willing to touch you. I'm willing to minister to you. And then it says, and, he's, and, and be cleansed, he says, by being cured, being healed. That is, And instantly, instantly, his leprosy was cured and it was cleansed. Think about it. In a moment's time, there's, there's a variety of way, ways the Lord heals. The Lord heals instantaneously. Sometimes we pray and someone gets better. That's called recovery. Sometimes they get, you know, the Bible says as they went, they were healed. Sometimes you get prayer and then as you go, you're healed. Many ways the Lord can heal. But we have a healing Jesus. Let me emphasize this and move on because I want to pray for, for you. Jesus came to reveal the Father. You want to know what God is like? Just read the Gospels. One of my favorite passages is in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1. Here's what it says. In many separate revelations, each one set forth a portion of the truth. And in different ways, God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. The Holy Spirit was in them speaking. But in these last days, he has spoken to us in the person of his son, that's Jesus, whom he has appointed the heir of heir and lawful owner of all things. Look at that. And by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time. Pastor, are you telling me that the Jesus who hung on the cross 2,000 years ago created everything, the far reaches of space? Yes, he's the creator. Mighty Jesus. He made, produced, built, operated, arranged them in order. Notice verse 3. What an incredible verse of Scripture. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light, be, the light being the outraying of radiance of the divine. He is the imprint of the very image of God's nature. Upholding, maintaining, guiding, propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he had offered, here it is, Good Friday, when he has offered himself, accomplished our cleansing of, in sin, of sins and riddance of guilt, <laughs> he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Think about it. Jesus took our sin to the cross. He took our sufferings to the cross. He took our infirmities, our weaknesses, our, our, our troubles. He took them all to the cross. All of our guilt, all of our shame is gone. Now we can hold our head high. Why? We are freed from our sins, and now there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Jesus is called Emmanuel. That means God with us. Do you want to know what God is like? The Father... God Emmanuel, the son, came. And what did he do? He healed all that were oppressed of the devil. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with strength, with ability, with power. He went about doing good and, and in particular curing, that's healing, all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil. For God was with him. So we know the will of God in healing because we see it so prolifically in the ministry of Jesus. Now let me, let me quickly give you these last two. 
Now think about it. Why do we believe in divine healing, church? We believe in divine healing, number one, because in the old covenant, God has revealed himself as the Lord who heals. He touched and ministered and healed and and kept healthy for a season, the people of God, the ancient Jewish people. Also, we see in the ministry, in the life of Jesus, a prolific ministry of healing. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Do you realize that the Bible says he was moved with compassion, I think, and I'm, this is by memory, but about 13 times he was moved with compassion. Do you realize that almost 10, 11 of those times, it specifically refers to those who experience suffering with sickness? He's moved with compassion. If you're sick tonight, don't accept it. Know that he's your healer. Trust him. Number three, God revealed himself as a healer through the New Testament church. Now think about this. In Acts chapter 4, look at these words quickly. Now, Lord, now this is the church in a prayer meeting. We get, we get in on some of the words of the prayer meeting. And notice here, the church corporately is praying for healing. When we get back together in all this place is filled, we need to cry out to God to bring healing, a minister of healing. He said, and Lord, observe the threats and grant your bondservants full freedom to declare the message fearlessly. Notice, while you, this is the church, the ancient church praying, the New Testament church, and, and stretch out your hand to cure, to heal, and to perform signs and wonders. Why don't we just stop and pray that right now? Lord, re- release your healing presence. Lord, release miracles. Release signs. Release wonders by the name of Jesus Christ, the authority of the name of Jesus. Can't, can't we pray what the New Testament church prayed? Can't we pray what the first century church prayed? Certainly we can. Lord, release healing. Lord, release miracles. Lord, release signs. Lord, release wonders. Let there be a river of healing that flows in the name of Jesus. Just think about this. A few more thoughts. What do we see? We see in the blueprint, in the book of Acts, we see the church in a pure form. What do we see happening in the New Testament church? I mean, really, if you took out the prayer meetings and the miracles, you would not even have a good story. Think about it. Divine healing and miracles were manifested through the New Testament church. Can I tell you, we're still in the New Testament church. Acts never ended. See, and the problem is the church changed, but God never changed. His power never diminished, but the church stopped believing. Faith still brings miracles. Faith still makes the impossible possible because there's nothing impossible with our God. Just think about some of the miracles. The lame man at the beautiful gate begging for years. And then Peter looked at him and said, silver and gold have I none. Such as I have, give unto thee, give unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He assisted the man up and the miracle took place. Those ankles just snapped into place. Sinew and tendons and muscles, something. God did it. You can't explain it. It just happened. It was a mighty miracle of God. And the man went into the temple leaping and and jumping and praising God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Philip went to Samaria in Acts 8. It talks about the miracles, the demons were cast out. What a mighty God we serve. I was reading in Acts 14, and a man had been crippled his whole life. From his mother's womb, he'd been crippled. And Paul was preaching in a meeting, and the Spirit of God apparently spoke to Paul, and he perceived that the man had faith, and he told the man, he said, listen, he said, rise up and walk. And the man just got up and began to walk. You can't explain it. Don't try to explain it. Just believe it. Our God is that great. I was reading today in Acts 28, where where Paul and the ship, you know, Paul on the ship is shipwrecked and they land on this island called Malta and it must have been cold and they're gathering sticks and they're trying to start a fire and Paul picks up some some sticks to, to help out and a viper latches on him. And the people say, well, this man must have been a criminal and though he escaped the terrible storm at sea, Justice has caught up with him. In other words, the gods sent the viper. And they just, the Bible says that they just watched him. They just watched him and ready to die. You know, when things are going bad, you don't have too many friends. When things are going bad in your life, people are standing at a distance like Job. But when things start going good, everybody, oh, this is my friend Paul. All of a sudden, the Bible says as they watched him a while, nothing happened. There was no harm to him. God somehow, that venom from that viper didn't didn't poison him. Didn't have any effect on him. That's a miracle. And then it says, now they turned around and says, no, he's a God. He's not a criminal. He's a God. And then they hear that there's the man who has the large estate, who's kind of the governor of that area, he's sick and he goes and he prays and brings healing in the name of Jesus. And then they have a revival of healing. People start coming that are sick and the Bible says they showed us no little kindness. Oh, glory to God. Think about that. God hasn't changed. Praise God. I'll close and I'm going to pray just for a moment here. The fourth reason we believe in healing is because the Lord has placed within the church the gifts of healing. The gifts of healing are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're part of the gifts. They're part of the nine gifts spoken of in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I won't read those, but they're there. Gifts of healing along with words of knowledge, words of wisdom, miracles of faith, uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy of which we should covet. But also it said gifts plural of healing. Why are there gifts, plural of healing? Because there's many kinds of diseases and sicknesses. And those gifts are the churches. James 5 says this, is any sick among you? Are you sick tonight? Any sick among us? He said you should call for the church elders, the spiritual guides, and, and they sh- that they should pray over him, anointing him with oil in the, in the Lord's name. And the prayer that is that is a faith. The prayer that is faith without doubt. Faith will save him who is sick. 
Now listen, it didn't say it would save his soul. It said it would save him, save the sick. Why? Because the same salvation that brings soul salvation, the same blood that brings, brings healing to our bodies. That's a benefit that we have and we need to take hold of. And the Lord will restore him. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Sozo, sozo brings healing to our bodies and healing to our souls. Can restore us to God, can restore our health. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored. Some of you are sick. And maybe if you'd make a call of somebody that you have sinned against and ask them to forgive you and confess your failure, maybe the healing would take place just like that. Don't know who that's for. Notice, notice that you may be healed and restored, the Amplified says, to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. To a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. And of course, right after that, begins to talk about Elijah, who prayed seven times, wouldn't quit. Don't quit praying. Don't quit believing. Ask God to speak to you what you need to do to receive your healing. Let's pray tonight as we, as we close this time. I don't know who's watching this. Maybe you're sick in body and you need a healing touch from the Lord. Maybe, maybe you're someone who's not sick in body, but you need, needed your faith built tonight. And just hearing these mighty scriptures and the mighty works of Jesus has built your faith in other areas to, to be able to trust God. And we want to pray for the miracles of the Lord. We do have some prayer requests coming in. One, uh, our friend, our dear friend, Cheryl Gonzalez, pray for Steve. He has COVID-19. And we're going to trust the Lord that he shall recover in the name of Jesus, that he shall recover. We're going to pray that. And, but we also want to pray for others. Doesn't matter what it is. If you have anointing all there, anoint. Husband, anoint your wife. Wife, anoint your husband. Your kids are sick. Take the anointing all out. Begin to pray over them in the name of the Lord. We're agreeing with you that the healing presence of Jesus is going to be manifest. Listen, no one has ever exhausted the power of the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's, it's a power that saves and, and heals. And the Lord is a mighty Savior. Let's pray. Father, we worship you. We believe in your healing presence. And Father, I pray because I know there's no distance. Lord, we don't have to be just like you spoke the word and your word went forth. I pray that you would send forth your word to those who are sick in body. I pray the sick would be healed. I pray those that have had long-standing illnesses, Lord, that they would, they would receive complete restoration. Lord, we, have, we especially pray for Steve Gonzalez. We pray, Father, that in the name of Jesus that he would find healing in his body, complete recovery. Lord, we have heard many wonderful testimonies of those who've been instantaneously healed 
from this COVID virus. Lord, we pray that you release the rivers of healing in the name of Jesus. We thank you, we thank you. You are the Lord who heals us. Just begin to confess that word, confess that. Begin to confess that he's the Lord who heals us. That's his nature. He's not the one who's putting sickness and diseases on us. We live in a fallen world. And Jesus dying on the cross set in the process of restoration. But now we can taste of the powers of the world to come. I know we don't live in a perfect world. And I know that all of us at one time or another have experienced sicknesses. But I want you to know we don't have to settle for that. We can say, Lord, let the powers of the world to come. Let the powers of the kingdom age to come. Bring them into our lives right now. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Receive your, the healing that you're longing for. Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be given to you. Trust the Lord. He loves you. Just begin to say thank you, Lord, for your healing presence. Take away these infirmities. Lord, we read tonight, you even take away weaknesses. Some of you have been experiencing weaknesses. Lord, remove weaknesses. Lord, in issues, physical infirmities, Lord, let a gift of faith and healing be released to our precious family tonight. Oh, we love you, Jesus. He is our healer. We worship you, O oh God. We worship you, O oh God. We bless your holy and righteous name. We honor you. We thank you that you're our Savior, that you took our sins and our our all of our failures and all of our rebellions and you took it to the cross and it was nailed there and you hung there but also you took our sicknesses and your diseases and with your stripes we're healed and Lord I pray tonight that we'll hear testimonies of how your presence and your power was demonstrated greatly we speak against every mountain we command mountains of sickness to move and we pray that your people would be restored in health and would be restored in healing. And they would walk in your blessing, Lord. Remove sickness from among your people. You did it for the ancient people in, of, of Israel, the Jewish people. And Lord, we live in a better covenant. So Lord, remove sickness from among us. Let us live out our days. And let us be what Psalm 92 says, that we'll be bearing fruit in old age. We'll be serving the Lord. We'll be pillars in the house of God. We'll be cheering in old age. We'll be cheering on the next generation, saying, preach the gospel. We support you. We thank you for your miracle presence and your grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, church, tonight as we conclude this time of worship together, this time of ministry, I conclude, as I do many, many times, the church, our church, we really, God, it's just, we've discovered a new beginning. We have a great vision here. The Lord's going to put a church up here very soon. It's going to start. We'll get past this COVID stuff. And uh, we, we've got a lot of work to do. And as Brother Keith has said, we certainly appreciate your giving. Continue to believe God with me for miracle provision as we move forward here. The plans have nothing's changed we are full steam ahead in the name of jesus and this church is going to bring glory to the lord the glory of god's going to flow off this property 
Many miracles are ahead for us. God will move heaven and earth if we'll put our faith in him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I don't know about you. I think I do, but I know about me and I'm going to trust him. I'm not going to doubt. I don't have to know all the details. I don't know how. I don't have to know every little thing. A lot of people that are into doubt and anxiety, they have to know every little thing before they do it. They have to have a five-year, 10-year plan. No, we just need one word from God. Just one word from God. One word can sustain us. Don't allow doubt and unbelief to come in. Sustain your faith as you feed upon the word of God. He loves us. Now, as I conclude this time, we, the Lord led us, I believe, to naming our church. We weren't looking to try to find another church. We wanted a church that what the Lord wanted for us. And the scripture that the Lord gave me was 2 Corinthians 13, 14. This is where the Trinity Life Church comes from, not from some other church. That scripture spoke to my heart. And it says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Trinity Life Church. Do you know God the Father is for you? God the Son is for you? And God the Holy Spirit is for us. Thank God. And so, Lord, we ask that you dismiss us in grace. Give your people a wonderful night's rest. May they rest in their spirit. May they feed upon the word. May they, be, may they take this time to spend a lot of time with the Lord. Some of, our, some of our people have longed for years and years and have really grieved because they work so many hours, they haven't had the quality time to spend the word and prayer. And now, Lord, in the middle of this, we have time. God forbid that we should be feeding on Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. No, let's feed on the word of God. Let's take this opportunity to draw near to the Lord. And if we will draw near to the Lord, Father, I know that you'll draw near to us. I pray you bless us with favor. Bless you with favor, church. Prosperity. God, give seed to the sower. God, Father, give us miracle provision as we build this building. And oh God, we need this building. Father, we need this building like we've never needed it before. After the other side of this COVID plague that we're going to get over, there are going to, people are going to be searching. They're going to be looking. And Lord, it's going to be our opportunity to share the gospel. So Lord, I pray that you would help us to get this building up because you're going to fill it up with revival. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I love you, church. Be sure to look for the video tomorrow, each day theme of our Passion Week. But also especially look Friday, uh, I think 6 or 7 o'clock, that video is going to go out. It's going to be a very special video where I will receive, I will lead you in communion. And we have some worship recorded. It actually was all done in my home, and it was beautifully done by our guys, amazing talent. But watch for that. Stay close to the Lord. Keep your mind on the Lord. Don't watch it. Don't stop. Listen, let me say one more thing. Stop watching so much news. There's only so many times you can say the same thing over and over and over again. Feed upon the word of God. The Lord is in charge and he's going to see us through this. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I love you, church. God bless you. We'll see you soon.